Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we get to our fantastic episode with Ophidian the Cobra, I gotta tell you about our upcoming shows this very weekend. Does it count as a weekend if it starts on a Wednesday? In any case, July 1st through the 5th, we will be at the Morristown Hyatt for Dexcon. Pre-reg may be over for that one, so if you have your tickets, we hope to see you there. We're doing a bunch of great shows. You can get all that information online. I'm not going through it now. Also, the weekend after that, that's the 10th through the 12th of July, we will be at Ryukon in Boston, New York. Boston, New York is not a real place. In Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York is a real place. So come to the Niagara Convention Center for Ryukon. You can get all the information at Ryu-Con with a K dot com. And finally, I don't think I've announced this yet. We will be doing stand-up comedy at Otakon. Yes, come on down to the Baltimore Convention Center as we return to Otakon July 24th through the 26th. We'll be doing stand-up comedy and the final fetish, It's Beyond the Tentacle Part 5. So be sure to come out for that one. It's going to be great. And finally... This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Please click the banner below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Ophidian. And Hanuna, kill the Moxes, shock the masses, let the lifeless and assless. The funky pharaoh thought he had the control. Like Shang Tsung, I had to steal your soul. In front of my eyes, I watched the victories fade, but you was unmade. Same thread, you better off dead with the kick to the head. It was the end of the round, your light bar was beaten down like Bane versus the bat. You lay broken on the mat. You should have listened when Stone Cold told you. Who's ready for a podcast? Yeah, our crowd is ready and or eating. That's the way I like them. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Adventureland in the world's strangest mall, the Voorhees Town Center, located at 2120 Voorhees Town Center, Voorhees Township, New Jersey. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am joined by the Batman Arkham, or Gotham Knight, to my PC, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? I don't get your joke. Uh, it doesn't work on the PC. Uh- it's completely broken on the PC. I was they, gonna. They didn't make it, or it just doesn't work. They, no, they recalled it because it's so broken. Has that ever happened before? No. <laughs> so you're an anomaly. How about that? How does that like slip through? Like, I don't know. Plug it in. Oh, this doesn't work at all. Oh well, it's Monday, so <laughs> yeah, ship it out. Ship we got a deadline. Our guest this week. Oh, I got to use my my special. Uh, Wrestling announcer voice. Our guest this week is the Venom and Vile from the Nile. He is Ophidian the Cobra. Yes. Ophidian, thank you so much for coming out here. Thank you. I think I, I think you need a little help there. Yeah, I stumbled over over the uh, the intro bit. Yeah, let me help you out here. I am the venomous and vile serpent from the Nile, the one and only master of snake style, Ophidian the Cobra. That's way better than me. That's way better than me. Yeah, better job. 
Do you usually announce your own matches? Because that would be fantastic. No, he corrects the announcer, <laughs> says they did it wrong, and then does it again. I've got a remote control where I pause matches, Ooh. go over to the commentary table, kind of fill them in on what's going on, uh, <laughs> let them know what they've been saying is completely incorrect. And like a normal Michael Cole commentary, you know, uh, 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 team, uh, Michael Cole, Booker T, JBL, they have no idea what's actually happening in the ring. Uh, <laughs> if I had a pause button, I would... Spend most of the time sitting at the commentary, their commentary table, correcting them. I would like to commentate on wrestling matches, knowing not like I've never been to a Jakara show, and I'd like to be the one sitting there. Just had some a couple of ants pissed off a frog with a hammer. I don't think they're friends. I don't know. <laughs> frog, the natural enemy to the ants. To ants, see, well, they eat them. Of course, yeah, it makes sense. So, Ophidian is a Jakara wrestler. And he's also one of the trainers over at the Chikara Wrestle Factory. And recently, I took part in the Chikara Scholarship Challenge, and I attempted to win a, a scholarship to the Wrestle Factory. So I got to ask Ophidian, why did you decide to crush my dream? I live uh, on the crushed dreams of mere mortals. Uh, their despair feeds my hunger. Uh, oh. My soul thrives off of your defeat. Oh, well, then I, I definitely gave you a good meal because I was, I was pretty crushed that I wasn't able to do anything. Do you even remember me? Uh, not just you, but a lot of people were crushed. Um, I was that was a really nice way to say no. <laughs> In case you missed it. Let's just say we, we all were well fed for many nights. <laughs> On the crushed dreams of many. But I, do, I did appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Ophidian put me through my paces and stuff like that. And uh, Ophidian, during his segment of training, was the only time I almost blacked out. So thank you for that. It, it, I overstretched, and it was too much for me. <laughs> so I, a lot of people from Reddit actually wanted me to ask, how did you get so flexible? Oh, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of things that, that have helped uh, add to that over the years. Um, I spent many years training in martial arts, whether it was uh, Gojo Ru, Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and all of that obviously will help with that because training, uh, flexibility is a big part of any martial art. Uh, and then also, a uh, really bad back injury this, uh, put me into doing yoga. Uh, yeah. I, I went the DDP route of flexibility and decided I'd rather not have a doctor fix my back. I, I was totally expecting to say I got a really bad back injury, so now I bend ways I shouldn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, ever since then, I can do this. There's a reason why you don't see me do shooting stars in wrestling rings. Um, oh, is that how you injured yourself? Yes. Doing a shooting star press? Off the top rope, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I got hurt on a trampoline once, so now I'm scared of them. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the folks who may not know, a shooting star press is a backflip done from the top rope, but you, you per, 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 prevail, per, ah, hold on, All right. I'm having a stroke, <laughs> you're moving forward, yet <laughs> flipping backwards, so, the technical term is a gainer, because you're gainer. gaining, you're moving forward, I don't know how I did this podcast without you, because you've corrected me twice now <laughs> on my horrible speech, Thank you so much for being here, oh. so you were, you were doing a shooting star press and just, it didn't go well, or, yes, I, uh, off the top rope, as you do in training, you had the, you had the giant crash pad out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're like, all right, cool. Go off the top rope now and do something stupid. Uh, so 
<laughs> I did. I decided to try a shooting star. And uh, when I landed, I landed on my neck and upper chest, and my legs kicked myself in the back of the head. Uh, just, I, I managed to kick my own head. Uh, I didn't think I was capable of doing that. And <laughs> I, did, I injured myself into flexibility. <laughs> That is quite the so skill. So if you guys yes. want to get more flexible, <laughs> just start jumping backwards off of stuff. But it derailed me for a couple of weeks, and just, I decided to uh, add a nice tweak in my lower back and my spine. So I started doing yoga, and uh, before I knew it, a couple months later, there was no tweak. And all of a sudden, I could do things with my body that I shouldn't have been able to. So, so no doctor? No doctor. <laughs> no doctor, just yoga. A veterinarian? <laughs> <laughs> no. He, I don't know if he's insulted right now or, or giggling. So it's really, he's really hard to read. Well, it, that, that is that is tough. Yeah, because I'm an anthropomorphic snake. Yeah, well, right? that's what I've got human appendages, but a snake face. When do Noah's I go to a like, veterinarian or do I go to a human doctor? How are you so flexible? It's like obviously his 82 uh, vertebrae, his vertebrae, yeah, and his organs are evenly distributed along his body. Like that's perfectly normal to me. I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know that much about snakes. Thank yeah. you. In all actuality, should I should be your hepatology before you came up in here. Well, well, with my wrestling knowledge and your snake knowledge, we should <laughs> oh, be we able to get through this, <laughs> this podcast with minimum confusion. What he just said is, I should have been offended by your question, Noah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> again, that wasn't for me. I asked Reddit questions. Because uh, Reddit, also, again, this is a Reddit question. Please don't attack me. Uh, this is a Reddit question. They want to know where you uh, discovered your sick dance moves. So let me let you in on a little secret. Uh, I'm a terrible dancer. Unless there's an Indian guy with a flute. <laughs> That's got to be offensive, right? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> to Some... whom, Noah? <laughs> snakes? Yes. Yeah, probably. The yes. Feeding yeah. into snake stereotypes. <laughs> You're the reason why we've been held back for so many years. <laughs> yeah. This is why snakes can't get decent wage. <laughs> Just because it's called a snake charmer doesn't mean... That he and, charms snakes? No, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we, we got to talk about this because it's an amazing maneuver, even though it is uh, highly illegal. Mm. Uh, you, you actually have the most illegal move in professional wrestling, and that is hypnosis. Ooh. Yes. Uh, now, it is, it is a uh, tag team maneuver, so don't worry. There's no chance of it happening here. <laughs> but uh, please tell us about this very da- dangerous move. Oh, one day I discovered that if I wrapped my legs around another man and he waved me at somebody else, I could hypnotize them <laughs> with my magical gem that is in the middle of my forehead. Uh, that, that is a magical gem in the middle of your forehead? Yes. I was unaware. Yes. I, I make you stare deep into it okay. when I'm being waved at you. By this man that is waving me. Who's Amasis? The man is Amasis. Yes, yes, one half of, of the. Yes, the, the my taxi partner in the Assyrian portal. Yes, um, but uh, it and actually uh, it happened. Uh, the first the first instance of it was against Jigsaw in our debut match at uh, in 2007 as a tag team, um, and it didn't really work too well then. Actually, Jigsaw just kind of backed up. Was like, what is happening? And <laughs> fell into a turnbuckle, and then all of a sudden we were in control. Of what was okay. going on? But we took you know a couple of years. We kind of took it, we, we molded it, we shaped it, we, we made it into, into something that, uh, that was actually usable and illegal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, in professional wrestling, uh, hypnosis is a big no-no. What, the, the, what makes this move also so deadly is that you can hit it so quickly 
that you can hypnotize the referee before oh, yeah, hey. they could possibly disqualify you. And that's why it's so illegal, because uh, <laughs> if we really wanted to, we'd win every single match with it. we just hypnotize the referee, have him count one, two, three, and declare us the victor. Not even count one, two, three, just have him ring the bell, Vince McMahon, you know, Bret Hart style. <laughs> that's a good point. Just, we'd win everything. We'd be champions of the United States. We'd be president. Actually, we- <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait a minute. <laughs> I know hypnosis is very strong, but I believe there are some rules in being president. I believe you need to be born in America, and you were, of course, born in Egypt. And I believe you have to be a a person. Technically, I was born in Duat. If you want to be specific, we're getting technical here. Amasis was born in Egypt. I was born in Duat. The Egyptian underworld. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't know it was the underworld. (laughs) Where where were you birthed into our mortal plane? Uh, Was it America? I'm a figment of your imagination. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm trying to help you. (laughs) Yeah, if you say America, you can become president. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Well, I was birthed out of a portal into America. Into America. Into America. You're an American citizen. I I think you should run for president. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I would just hypnotize the Senate or the board of directors or Triple H or whoever runs the United States of America. (laughs) And uh, I would... I think Triple H is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think only like eight or nine people have to die before Triple H is president. I yeah. think that's how our system works. After him is Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, Schwarzenegger's involved. No, he's not a citizen. He is in my world. I believe the Terminator was built here in America. Mm. Now, we probably shipped that out to Taiwan. Yeah. Let's be honest here. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows Terminator lore enough for, to, to do this joke? That's a good point. I never knew where that. Ha- I assumed it was America. Yeah, but of course, of course, Skynet was developed by Americans. We we, we built our own demise. I mean, as we would. I mean, yeah, we're, but yeah. was Skynet in the original? Yeah, Skynet yes. was in the original. I mix because they changed lore between the second movie because the timeline changed slightly. Yes, there was a, a brief hiccup in the Terminator time. What this are you talking about? No, this is really important. <laughs> James Cameron is the master of time travel. He is the end-all, be-all on the subject. We're going to have to write letters. We have to, find, we have to find this out. Dear Mr. Cameron, can the Terminator be president? He's covered in human flesh. Do you have so. to be human to be president? Does it say that? John McCain wasn't human, and he still ran for president. That's an excellent point. That is an excellent point. He might, he, I think he was a mummy. That's a good point. <laughs> Which would make him from Egypt, I'd imagine, not all mummies are Egyptian, you racist. <laughs> That's two. That's two now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want this stigma on our podcast that you're racist against, against snakes. snakes and mummies. Mo- speciest? Speciest might be the term? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know that, don't you? You're specious. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, now, Ophidian is a wrestler, but you also uh, released a single, I believe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Would you, would you care to talk about that? Yes, yes, we can. Uh, I uh, went in a deep and dark place. I was feuding with you know Amasis, my tag team partner, and decided the best way to insult Amasis, the thing that would hurt him the most, would would be to make a, a rap track, to make a rap diss, and release it to the public, <laughs> and have his fans buy it, which they did. Yeah. Uh, what is more insulting than having your fans buy a song named Death to Amasis? Uh, on an outdated his- medium. 
Yeah. <laughs> An MP3. I didn't know it was outdated already. Uh, you said disc. Yeah, you did say disc. I assumed you were selling floppy disks. Oh, yes. You're, you're correct. <laughs> I'm referring to actually a, a vinyls. I released it on vinyl first. Oh, yeah. uh, I really attract a hipster audience. Yeah. Uh, I have a huge hipster fan. They only buy vinyl. You, you wouldn't understand. You're species. <laughs> Against hipsters. The species of hipsters. The species of hipsters. Um, but that, uh, that specifically was to do that. And uh, I'm, I was a huge Macho Man fan. Just be, uh, I'm a huge, huge Macho Man fan. And I loved when he released his, his, uh, his record. His um, rap album? His rap album, yes. Uh, be a man, Hogan. Don't be scared. You're running from macho. That's what I heard. <laughs> you don't even know. I haven't even thought about that song in so long. The Let's go, baby. Come on, tear it up. Let's roll, baby. Kick some butt. I'm so glad <laughs> I Listen to those lyrics in college. <laughs> man, Hogan. But uh, coward. That 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 was a lot of fun to make. I actually got to perform it live as well. I had a terrible uh Terribly, I performed it live terribly, uh, as I'm not a rapper. As I need to stress that to anybody that's ever bought that and has complimented me uh, very, very well. Is I'm terrible at rap. I'm not a rapper. Yeah, Look at me. I'm not a rapper, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a rapper. I'm, I'm guessing more Actually, country music is your thing? <laughs> no, no, no. I love hip-hop. <laughs> I absolutely do. But I had to have my wife, who is a musician. Uh, she just recently released a record. A quick little plug there. Kate Nix, Sage and Silver Bullets. Ooh. Uh, but I had to have her help me write the uh, the track because I have no idea how music works. Uh, I don't know how to rhyme. I have no, I have no rhythm. You don't, you don't have ears. I don't. You feel vibration through the ground. I just smacked my head against the keyboard to write Guys, it. Guys, there's going to be a quiz after this. <laughs> Some solid snake facts. They just have a bone on their head that vibrates. <laughs> that's, that's what makes this such a triumph. <laughs> You know, it's just like the guy running in the Olympics with no legs. Does he run on his hands? <laughs> no, they gave him robot legs. He cheats. <laughs> He's, yeah, he became half Terminator. Yeah. Which I believe means he can't be president mm-hmm. now. I, I think, think that's the conclusion we came to. <laughs> we'll have to re-listen to this later. <laughs> we'll have to conf- con- uh, confer with uh, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, James Cameron. Yeah. He, will, uh, he will be the deciding factor on this. <laughs> I wish he was on my speed dial. <laughs> So I'm guessing that means that we, we shouldn't be readily awaiting your follow-up track? Uh, I keep trying to convince Kate Nix to uh, write an entire yeah. album. Life um, to um, Amasis? <laughs> life, yes, the life and death of Amasis. Um, but uh, she is not game. She's not on board with this. No? Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh. Now, the, uh, the, the battle you had with Amasis uh, was a sarcophagus match, right? Yes. Could you please tell us about that a little bit? Uh, what would you like to know about it? Well, it's a very dark, dark time in my career. Yes. Uh, if, I, if I remember the stipulation correctly, uh, the, the way to win the match, uh, similar to a WWE casket match, is to throw your opponent into a sarcophagus. But it was then sealed for a millennia, I believe? Uh, a millennia, and and what what happened was I was putting a sarcophagus sent back in time for a millennia, and it came back like a month later. Uh, it was like a month in your time, but a millennia in Duat time. So, so what was that experience of a thousand years in the sarcophagus? I got to catch up on a lot of good sleep. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. You know, Is there uh, Netflix in there? 
No, no Netflix. No, no technology. It's just you uh, and like a, one of those Seth Rogen, you know, water chambers that he locks himself in. Uh, what? What? <laughs> what does Seth Rogen do? Do you mean Ben Affleck? No, no, From no. Daredevil? Do you mean Houdini? Did you confuse <laughs> Seth Rogen and Houdini just now? Are they one and the same person? <laughs> no. no. They're different people. <laughs> Seth Rogen locks himself in a water... I know, something about taking DMA or something and locks himself in chambers. I don't do DMA. I'm not. I, I'm. This is not a plug for drugs at all. <laughs> Thank don't, you. Don't, don't do drugs, people. Um, Remember, Plus Two Comedy says don't promote drugs. <laughs> Say your prayers, drink your milk, take your vitamins. I don't know, release the sex tape. What else did Hogan do? <laughs> He did a couple of movies. What your 80s. daughter? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> is a lovely woman. Insist Vince McMahon writes all the scripts of the movies you're in. <laughs> I would like to mention that everyone moaned when I brought up Brooke Hogan, but nobody moaned at the Hulk Hogan sex tape. I'm just saying, you guys have weird standards. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to say that it only took a month our time because I would have been bummed out if I had to wait a thousand years to see another Ophidian match. But it really was. We were in the thralls of a uh, heated and uh, uh, vicious feud, Amasis and I, and the only way to settle it um, was to murder one another. Yes. Right? Like, you, like Egyptians did, like ancient Egyptians would do, right? You're... That sounds racist. Yeah, now you you're say? being racist. <laughs> I'm allowed to. You're be. not. No, you're not from Egypt. You said that. <laughs> yeah, but you get yeah. a friend who's from Egypt. Oh, so I've got an Egyptian. Egypt, I've got an Egyptian friend. It's okay. <laughs> he said it was cool. <laughs> he said I could call him Egyptian. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He said I could use the Jippo word. I'm so whoa, sorry, guys. Whoa, I'm so doing? sorry. Oh. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So, Ophidian, if, if somebody wanted to see the best of Ophidian, what match should they go to? Um. Wow. So. uh there's a quite a few matches that I'm really, truly proud of. Um, and it definitely varies from singles, tag, or trios. Because being in Chikara, right, the focus is on tag team wrestling and trios wrestling. More recently, you know, the focus has been on singles wrestling. If I were to suggest a singles match, if I was going to do a best of, it'd be me against Mike Quackenbush from the 12 Large Summit Tournament um, that took place to crown the first ever Chikara Grand Champion in 2011. White um, Quackenbush, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yes, yes. Um, and I looked into that tournament because Amasis had a bad car accident. Because, um, you know, Egyptians can't drive. And uh, <laughs> Again, he can say that. He, uh, Ophidian is allowed to say I'm that. I'm allowed to say does, this. But uh, his views on Egyptians do not reflect the views of Plus Two Comedy or Plus Two Comedy Incorporated. Continue. Ancient Egyptians. Let's just stress that. Yeah, ancient is he, Egyptians. Is like, just a guy from Egypt or like an ancient Egyptian? Amasis was a pharaoh in the year 571 B.C., okay? okay? Yes, the that, funky pharaoh. That, uh, that, yes, that went from that being a slave and took over the throne like Jay-Z, nice. all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, if and I Kanye. If compare to anyone, it would be Jay Z. He's a mix of Jay Z and Kanye. He absolutely is. He's like somewhere in between. He sounds it. Um, and he he got injured. And I got a chance. I took his place in the tournament in the twelve large summit. And uh, I'm lucky enough to wrestle, uh, you know, Sarah Del Rey and 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 Claudio. I'm sorry, I didn't wrestle Claudio because I was out with injury. I broke my jaw during the tournament. Yeah. Um, well, you can unhinge it. I can unhinge it. Yes. I also broke it. 
Um, so no more unhinging. Another white snake pet. How do you eat food bigger than your head? So my favorite tag team match. One of my favorite tag team matches. This is an older one um, because of, uh, at that point in my career, and Omasa's career, very very young uh, in 2009, we'd only been teaming together for two years, and we were put as a co-main event against uh, the Colony. V- very and, uh, young, only a few thousand years old at this time. Only yeah. a few thousand. Yeah. We're time travel, so technically we're not a few thousand years old. Oh. Somewhere in the you know, 20s. No, you lived a thousand years. In your mind. No, in, <laughs> in the underworld. You're changing your story. All over <laughs> no, my friend. <laughs> You're a speciesist. I, I can't argue with that. He's he, correct. He's got a lot of evidence about that. In a magic gem. That's true. Don't, don't look into it. <laughs> so you were going to have a tag team match. Uh, There's going to be an answer to this yeah. question, yes. I promise. Uh, Amas is myself against the Colony, where we defended our tag team titles in very rare rule in Chikara. One fall to a finish. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Just one fall. Just one. Because uh, normally Chikara tag team titles are defended uh, two out of three falls. Yes. But the Colony had amassed seven points at that point where you have to, to earn a point is to win a, a match. Once you've won three straight matches, right, you've earned three How points. How is this more complicated than the whole time travel thing? <laughs> Your backstory makes a lot more sense than all these points do in Chikara. <laughs> there is definitely a lot of confusion amongst the point system in Chikara, without a doubt. Um I still sometimes don't understand it. Is I can't seem to attain three points ever. <laughs> I clearly have no idea what I'm doing. So, so you battled against uh, the colony. I battled against the colony, and that uh, in uh, 2009, I believe it was. Awesome. And it was in the it was in the middle of our tag run. We had a very lengthy tag run, almost a year. Um, it was very early in that in that run in January, uh, and uh, it was great. Absolutely very proud of that. Um, and then a trios match, myself, Hirokan, and Amasis, a former third member of the Assyrian pool, against the BDK in New York, and I believe it was 2011. Yeah. That would be the three singles, tag, and trios match. You have different categories of the best of a video. Yes. So uh, we like to geek out on this show, and we do it with the segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. It's where we talk about what we're currently watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Fidian, you're new to the group. What have you been watching? Uh, I just watched last night the season finale for The Strain. Which, oh, you're into The Strain. Uh, I don't know if I'm into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you, but you definitely slogged you, through it. But I've watched it, watched it, yes. watched a lot more than I have because I'm not into it. <laughs> um, I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. absolutely love his work. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously he had a hand in creating it. He directed the first episode. Uh, he... He, he, he created the concept for the show, and I believe he wrote the novel, him and Chuck Hogan or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I don't remember the details, but I wanted to give it a chance. So I watched it start to finish. It's a great take on, uh, on the vampire genre. Um, Wait, it's about vampires? It's yeah. about vampires, yes. Oh, I've been wrong about this show from the beginning. <laughs> We've talked about it on this show. I still thought it was zombies. No. I'm no. sorry. I'm going to completely spoil everything here yeah, about the show. By so, all means. Obviously, I know nothing. <laughs> season two is about to start next, uh, like, in two weeks. Then but they've had time. Actually, yeah. They've had time. You've had time to watch this show. It's on Hulu. It's my fault, yes. It's on Hulu. Watch it. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, a plane is brought over that has a, a sarcophagus uh, from this old man who wants to live forever who's dying. And he knows, you know, hey, maybe becoming a vampire is the way to go. I can live forever and not die. But, uh, of course, the vampire breaks loose in the airplane and infects a bunch of people. Yeah, they'll do and, that. And, uh... Americans don't know how to handle this. They're like, uh, we think they're sick or something. I don't know. Uh, 
take all the bodies out and they, they get loose. There's like 200 and some people. And it turns into uh, New York refusing to be locked down while vampires are running loose every single night. The CDC's, uh, this guy from the CDC is like, we need to shut everything down. And they're like, no, government says no, that'd be a terrible idea. So let's just let vampires run loose. <laughs> And, uh, we will not close Broadway. <laughs> and it turns out there's some ancient vampire society that gets a human to kill the vampires during the day, and they're pretty badass. Uh, they're like dressed like they're uh, like Storm Shadow from GI Joe. All right, that's great. Yeah, so vampires dressed as Storm Shadow running around during the day, uh, killing vampires. Okay, along with some humans trying to survive. Okay, because the review I got from this was it was good for about four episodes, and then it nosedived. It so plays out like you're watching some of it, like you're watching a uh, live-action uh, Left for Dead. Okay, okay. Not I do always. love watching people play video games, so that sounds fine. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm watching, The Strain. What about you, Will? What are you watching? Uh, I just started watching a show called Burning Love. Burning Love. That's, that's a web show, right? I believe it's on E. It's it's seems like a web show because of all the the comedians that are in it. Yeah, it's like a fake Bachelorette. Yes. Yes. Well, it's the Bachelor is the first season. I think the second season is the Bachelorette. But it's it's if you like Parks and Rec, uh, any podcast ever. <laughs> I think that I think that covers the league. It. Oh, and any yeah, the league or anybody that's been on At Midnight, they're all in the show. Yep. So it's fantastic. What? It's like, B, I don't want to call them B-level comedians, but like not the Daniel Toshes, but like the next level down. They're all the comedians that if you saw them, you'd go, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, the Natasha Lagara, Nijio Kamari, Paul Shear, yeah. June Diane Raphael. Uh, it's yeah. a great show. And Mike Liam Black is the host. Yeah, which makes everything wonderful. So, <laughs> I'm only two episodes in, but it's great. Okay. I, I won't question you more then. Right. It doesn't seem like you know. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, found it my new favorite web show. It's called The Completionist. I love The Completionist. It's basically a guy plays a video game, not just start to finish, but start to everything. He must achieve absolutely <laughs> everything, unlock everything, and then he gives it a review of, is it worth doing that? Is it worth completing? Should you just finish it? Should you just play it until you're bored? And uh, lots of skits and fun editing. And... Uh, uh, they're like 10-minute episodes, and there's like a 1,000 of them. So <laughs> it's a good thing to just binge for fun. And uh, I was under the impression that they were going to be at too many games, and I'm wrong. So all this research was for nothing. But it was enjoyable, so <laughs> I've been watching uh, The Completionist. You enjoyed a thing for nothing. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, how dumb. <laughs> I should only enjoy things for, for research. For a purpose, yeah. yeah. exactly. Or for pay. Or for or what? For pay. Pay. Yeah. Money. Oh, yeah, I'd love to get paid to enjoy things. <laughs> Not, not enough jobs offer that as a benefit. You'll enjoy this job? Ooh. I'll great. totally enjoy it for pay. <laughs> so, Vidian, what have you been reading? Uh, I Most recently, and I haven't read anything in the last couple of weeks, uh, as uh, I'm afraid of books. As, uh, but I read uh, American Gods. Do you read any papyrus? I do. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I picture a cute snake with little tiny reading glasses on his nose, and he turns the page with the end of his tail. <laughs> right? It's adorable. I'm sorry. Go on. I, I was picturing a Fidian locked in a, in a sarcophagus for a thousand years, bored out of his mind. With, with and then books. It op- and then it opens up, and he goes, books, no! <laughs> 
So you read American Gods? American Gods, yes. Neil, Neil Gaiman, Gaiman uh, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was a wonderful read. I I love to incorporate uh, pop culture into Ophidian, into Chikara, into what I do with with that. And uh, there's a lot of good material to steal from American <laughs> Gods. Um, I, I live by the motto: uh, talent borrows and genius steals. Now, I don't believe in stealing from within your own art form. Okay. I'm absolutely All against right. that. But I'm absolutely for stealing from other art forms and incorporating into your own. As uh, we all always, whether we realize it or not, we all steal. Yeah. Right? We right. all, we, we're influenced by what we watch and what we do. Everything in life, whether it's uh, um, stealing what your parents, you know, the things they said to you as a child growing up, kind of having that influence what you do or something you see on TV and taking that and without realizing it, mimicking those things, those phrases, those, those jokes, mm-hmm. right? How many people have watched Anchorman and now incorporated those one-liners into their lives? Well, that's, a, that's obnoxious. That's a completely different <laughs> thing. Because I was totally behind you until I go, yeah, you just quote Family Guy all the time. No, no. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Um, so um, uh, uh, um, I loved American Gods, and there's a lot in that that uh, is going to influence a lot of things that I do going forward. Um, uh, well, it's the story of someone meeting all the gods, if I remember correctly close it's about uh the gods of this time like the gods of the internet and gods of money the gods of uh, okay. uh, uh kind of uh taking power and the old gods dying because people are forgetting who they are okay. um so the ancient gods are kind of clinging to life specifically odin um uh, who's like we need to do something or else we're gonna die See, I would think the Norse gods would be least worried about that because there's always like a group of metalheads, like annoying metalheads. They're like, well, at least we got these guys. At least Man of War is still out there speaking our name. It's a metal band, guys. Yeah, thank you. But how are you, like, is it, does the story then continue where the god of the internet hits a double underhook suplex on Odin? <laughs> like, ooh, I should do that. Uh, at some point, they ride a carousel into complete darkness. And uh, there's a... Uh, I don't spoil anything. There, there's the a, next book I'm going to read. <laughs> it doesn't really give anything away okay, to know right, that. The, it leads to the old gods going to war with the new gods. Oh, like, okay. And that's what it turns into is the gods war with each other. And you follow uh, uh, one guy specifically who kind of gets caught in the middle of it, who both sides are trying to recruit. And you don't know why until the end. And I won't give away why they're trying to recruit him. But he has a special part in all of it in this war, and he's a necessary part. Um, But he starts off with Odin, and that's the way the book starts off, is that Odin uh, meets him out of jail. Uh, Cool. uh, So, yeah, the guy does a stint in jail. Like, that's the way the book starts. His first, you know, he's being released from jail and... uh, American Gods happens. It's a great. It's a great read. It's one of the best books I've read. Yeah. Uh, right behind Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah I love Neil Gaiman. I have uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman sitting on my bookshelf, just waiting for me to read it, and I just haven't. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Uh, now it's the part of the show where we check in with Will and ask him how the stand's going. How's the stand going, Will? Uh, I think I'm down to 35 hours left of the stand, oh, the stand. audio book. The complete 48 hours. Uh, everybody's pretty much dead from the super flu. <laughs> and it's... Everyone's dead and there's still 35 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the guy reading. He gets up and gets water. It's the way I felt about watching I Am Legend. There's still more movie left. <laughs> well, it sure is getting supernatural now. Like, okay. Uh, I know it's Stephen King, but it's so, there's varying degrees of supernatural. In his, and I read, uh, he did a book about zombies called, kind of about zombies called Cell. Yeah. That had no, 
no supernatural. I really like Cell. But uh, this one, why does Stephen King think black people are magic? <laughs> we, we getting racist again? Pat? I'm no! I, I, <laughs> did, did you write Stephen King novels? Because if not, we're not getting racist. No, no, I didn't. I'm not dude, Stephen black King. Black dude from The Shining is magic. Black guy from uh, Green Mile is magic. And there's an old black lady in the stand who is magic. Did, did Stephen King write Bagger Vance as well? He might have. I think he did. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> no, I think he might have actually. I mean, did Green Mile. Yeah, he did, and that's got a magic yeah. black. To, to his point, uh, there's a great Key and Peel Key and Peel sketch where they talk about that. Where why black people all, are magic? Yeah, and they all have the shining ability. <laughs> they call it the shining, where they can all just communicate telepathically uh, with any other. Well, there we go. Then they are magic. That's why Stephen King knows, and I, I'm silly for questioning it. If, if you want, I'll add it to the list of questions we're asking James Cameron. Yeah, if he knows why <laughs> black people are magic. So, but are you enjoying it still, or is it no, a slog? I, or what's it? No, I still like it. It's just, there was a character who is, he's not the devil, and they've emphatically said he's not the devil, but he's clearly evil. And he was first introduced as, right when the flu started going, and he was kind of like, ooh, I got a good feel. He, he basically did sympathy for the devil. Like, he described how he was at all these horrible events in mankind's history. Okay. And how now he's got a good feeling about this one. And I was like, oh, it's cool if he's, like, around. No, he's the, he's the main antagonist. Oh, good. <laughs> so. so. So you're worried. I'm worried. It hasn't gotten bad. I'm worried. Okay. There's right. a lot of Mark you as left. concerned. That's my update. Uh, I was looking at my uh, graphic novel collection, trying to figure out what to read this week. I was like, ah, Watchmen, I've read that. Uh, Batman, Long Halloween, I've read that. Neil Gaiman, uh, not yet. (laughs) And then I looked up at my Matt Fraction uh, Hawkeye books, and I was like, ah, I've read, wait a minute, I haven't read the third one yet. This Matt Fraction Hawkeye book's been here the whole time, and I haven't read it. (laughs) So I immediately pulled it out and started reading it. And my favorite superhero now is Kate Bishop, Lady Hawkeye. The third uh, Hawkeye of the Matt Fraction series, uh, it looks like Clint is not going to be in it. He was in the beginning, and then he kind of took off, and now we're going to follow around uh, Kate Bishop, who is a better Hawkeye than Hawkeye. That's why they call her Hawkeye. She's, it's absolutely phenomenal, uh, and a lot of it takes place, like you see her thoughts, and whenever it's one of her thought bubbles, instead of getting like that cloud you get like a poorly drawn version of her face as she's thinking it. And then she'll be conflicted on something, so two versions of her will argue. It is so well done. If you have not read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, you need to read it. I think I've said that phrase like more than any other phrase on this <laughs> podcast. You need to read Matt Fraction Hawkeye. It's incredible. And I want to throw it back down to Ophidian. What mm. you playing? Oh, currently still obsessed with Destiny. Um, Still, yeah. So it, it depends on the time of day. You now see, on the back. on the train ride over, I was playing Pokemon Black Two, nice um, because nice I can't afford a 3DS. So I just keep replaying the old generation. All you're missing is the option to not turn on the 3D, <laughs> <laughs> as everyone does. Um, so if I'm in a train, if I'm in traveling, if I'm on the road, I constantly play Pokemon Black Two. Who's if your I'm starter? At- Who's your starter? None of your business. All right, good Ooh. answer. <laughs> Solid choice. Uh, I, I will say this. I always chose Charmander in the first generations and named him Dylon. Not more recently than old, you know, old times because I knew Dylon existed back in the day. But I named him Dylon because he spits hot fire. 
Charmander's playing on hard mode, though. That's right. No, he pays off, though. He's the the smart investment. No, actually, Squirtle is. If you want to be technical, Squirtle stats at the end of the... If you're playing competitively... Incorrect. If you're playing competitively... I agree. I'm a Charmander all the way. But technically... Technically... I was a Squirtle guy. I was was a Squirtle guy. So wrong. (laughs) It's not all about stats. Um, But I absolutely love Destiny. The the, the new House of Wolves DLC isn't, isn't that great, but it's enough to keep me playing. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, I constantly switch between that and the and uh, and Darksiders two currently um, because I'm still stuck on the 360. <laughs> so how how far are you in that? Darksiders two? Yeah. Um, I'm I just beat the uh, City of the Dead, okay. and uh, I'm in the maze, uh, the Soul Arbiter's maze currently, um, right. which is the game's a lot of fun. I can't play God in- of War again. Incorrect. <laughs> You are the worst human being in existence. I let Will know too soon that he can't get hit with hypnosis, the most illegal move in wrestling. Otherwise, I'd be worried. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will take a matter of three or four minutes to train one of these people out here to hold me long enough to hypnotize you and make you dance. You, you could have trained me, but you didn't choose me to win the scholarship. I'm just saying. <laughs> could have chose me. I made a big mistake to feed on your despair and crush <laughs> yeah, dreams. Yeah, to crush my dreams. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what about you? Well, what are you playing? Uh, I haven't. I made myself stop playing Fallout because good. good, it's choice. a terrible game. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Fallout and Skyrim are a, a, so why? Two here's, of the worst here's an games. interesting thing. I don't know why you put those two games together. <laughs> Golden Lead are, are two terrible things. No, one of those is great. <laughs> no, Skyrim. Fallout's amazing. Skyrim, I agree. All Fallout is is a is You're a, so wrong. Is a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Skyrim. No, it's that's not. all it is. Yes, you do things in Fallout. Your your decisions matter and your interactions matter. Skyrim, you don't have to do anything and nothing will change. The best With, thing you can do with Skyrim is not uh, play the game and the world never ends. And that's you just made my point. Yes, Skyrim's no terrible. Fun, yes. Fallout's not Skyrim, though. There's a lot of... I don't, they're not the same game. I'll agree with that. But there's a lot of similarities that they share. <laughs> My point stands. Because no, there's a lot of similarities they share, which, we, which makes me not enjoy they, either They one. have the same engine. Yeah. But that's it. You guys are doing a lot of agreeing for an argument. <laughs> <laughs> we can both agree that know, we don't right? like the game. You're so wrong. <laughs> it's a great game. Ah. Oh. So if you stop playing Fallout to play what? What? <laughs> if you stop Skyrim, we're going to be in trouble. No, no, I, I don't like Skyrim. I don't like, and I played it for hours before I realized this is a role play. Nothing I do matters. And I got really mad that it tricked me into buying it and playing it. <laughs> it personally? Yes. Yeah, I was in GameStop and it's like, hey, pal, you like Fallout? We're basically the same game. And now I realize it was Ophidian behind the rack. You stared in his gym. He was hissing. I, I stopped because we, we have a busy weekend this weekend. No, yes, and we I do. Free time. I did sit down. I played Faster Than Light for about ten minutes. Uh, you don't know, but you, Mooch knows, and the listeners know. FTL. Why? No one knows what that abbreviation stands for. Apparently, uh, I, the only know the abbreviation. Yeah, FTL. I played it for. That's kind of like saying, "Hey, let's go to Kentucky Fried Chicken," and everyone being confused, all right, all right, and they'd be like, "KFC." Oh, okay, touche. the place with the chicken. Gotcha. Uh, I started a new game. A fire broke out on my ship, 
I, uh, I opened up the doors to space to put out the fire. The fire spread to the door control. Uh, now half my ship is exposed to space, and I don't have the money to fix it. I went online to see if there's a way to do it, and they said to restart your game. So, <laughs> I was like, I'll be that, done with FTL for a while. <laughs> Just going to count this as a loss. Uh, so, guys, I went out and I picked up my brand new PlayStation 4. It's so beautiful, and I plugged it in. And I installed uh, Gotham Knight, and then I ported over Portal Pinball from my PlayStation 3, and I've played nothing but Portal Pinball, on <laughs> which I've had for months now, and will not stop playing. Uh, I've, I've officially beaten three test chambers in a single run now, and I am now ranked 55th in the world. Yeah! <laughs> It's an outdated game on an outdated system. What's up? I'm the greatest. <sighs> don't, get, don't get tears on the equipment. <laughs> it's kind of like Gotham Knight. I heard they're basically the same game. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're playing. Uh, we got a little bit extra time in Ophidian. We like to ask this. Uh, what would you say is your one biggest geek out moment. Something where you were just filled with such geek love where something happened or you met somebody that you just couldn't even handle that this event was happening in your life. Oh, man. I wasn't expecting to be asked this question. I know. It's, it's philosophical. Um, I know. Uh, I'm not going to go the wrestling route. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with something a, a, a little more related to geek culture. Okay. Ooh. I absolutely will. Um, I would have to say when uh, assailant, I'm sorry, worker ant, uh, approached me about uh, playing the Pokemon TCG game, and uh, nice. we uh, there was, there was some hugging. There was some. Uh, there You're was playing some wrong. Throwing down. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think he tricked you. <laughs> you want to play Pokemon cards? Yeah, I don't know how. Well, first we hug. Take those pants off, pal. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched a Chikara show, but the pants stay on, buddy. All right. Mm. <laughs> I haven't, but it's a wrestling show, so I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think maybe some guy started without pants. <laughs> I would say there's a few. Yeah, it's gotta be. Um, uh, uh, Worker Ant and I both play the Pokemon trading card game together, and uh, we constantly go to pre-release tournaments and uh, and pwn uh, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still feels good. Those kids are good. It feels at the great. Yeah. Uh, it feels great when you're towering over a little kid screaming at him and. In an anthropomorphic uh, body. Uh, <laughs> that part I wouldn't know, but the other stuff I, I get. <laughs> Telling him he should have, you know, should have went with his Charizard instead of that weak Woobot. Uh, uh. <laughs> so that's your biggest geek out moment is beating a little kid at Pokemon cards? Threatening a child. <laughs> Just smacking little kids with uh, Pokemon cards and flipping the table of victory. <laughs> That is a and screaming choice. at the Yu-Gi-Oh kids across across the room, I tell them that their game is inferior. This, <laughs> you mean Battle Monsters? <laughs> I believe that's what that's actually called, Battle Monsters. No, in the Duel Monsters. Duel Monsters. Ah, I, I, I am yeah. a fool. Loser. I am a fool. I would not. If, if there's something, like I don't know, man. I, if there's anybody in the world that would make fun of Yu-Gi-Oh, and then they would go, really? It might be the Pokemon people. <laughs> <laughs> 
If there's one thing I actually truly can say I geek out over, it's a Mortal Kombat. My back oh, is yeah. covered in Mortal there Kombat tattoos, and we'll eventually add more to it. Um, and uh, when they announced the web series, and I uh, watched yeah. that, I I, uh, I like a like a like a young child again. <laughs> Spent nights watching those over and over and did, over did again you watch as, the as I was playing the game. On, uh, TNT when that was around, I've watched it seven times over. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait. Like a live-action series? There was a live-action Mortal Kombat. I believe it was on TNT. So what would happen is that WCW go off at 11 o'clock. Oh, I remember this. And then after 11 o'clock, Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat Conquest would come on right after. And it only lasted one season. And uh, Ah. it's one of the greatest finishes to a TV show ever. Um, Spoilers, guys. You're going to get full spoilers here. (laughs) Mortal Kombat Conquest, um, you know, was supposed to be multiple seasons, like every single TV show. And once the writers realized they weren't getting picked up for a second season. <laughs> was it when they realized they were making a Mortal Kombat show? <laughs> What's the title? Oh, no. <laughs> it was end, very, better in this good. It was better than uh, the, the movies that came out in the 90s. Mm. And Mortal Kombat 1 was great. Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation right, oh, was atrocious. Oh, I like you again. This is a, a million times better than Annihilation. But the show ended with... Uh, all of the characters from um, uh, the, all the main characters getting captured and killed uh, by Shere Khan, and then the show ends with with Raiden on all, all of his <laughs> on his knees, while Shere Khan brings out like uh, pieces of each killed warrior, and just like I murdered all your friends, I won, and that's it. I don't know why it's just. <laughs> Should have done this in the first place. This lame tournament's been holding me back. Should have just murdered. I was expecting the second season to be like, oh, guys, it was just a dream, but it never happened. So the show ended with Shere Khan ruling over everything. And I got a missile robot. Why are we fighting with martial arts? <laughs> no, it takes place a thousand years before Mortal Kombat won the video game. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's when Kung Lao won the initial okay. uh, tournament okay. for Earthrealm. That's a- Oh, what, you guys want to write a Mortal Kombat show? <laughs> yeah, but let's get real deep into the lore with it. <laughs> let's include none of the characters you enjoyed from the video games. Sub-Zero? No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. But that's what's great about the show is that you learn Sub-Zero's, like how he became Sub-Zero. And it's not the Sub-Zero, you know, obviously, because there's been multiple His incarnations. great, great, great grandfather. It is. It's the, it is this. And then the original Scorpion, you learn who all these characters, where they came from and how they were created and formed. It's been a lot of time when I was a kid playing uh, Sega with Mortal Kombat. Like, I wish I knew where these guys, where the flame skull harpoon guy was coming from. Well, TNT has an answer for you because we know drama. So we like to end all of our shows with a game. This week I'm putting up Headlocked. Uh, it is a graphic novel that would have been about my life, but Ophidian crushed my dreams. So I'm putting that up. I don't want it near me anymore. Uh, Ophidian, what did you bring? Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I brought T-shirts, but uh, because I didn't know the size, I brought T-shirts in every single size. Okay. All of them. All T-shirts. So, But you only get one shirt. You don't get them all, and you can't make a quilt. uh, T-shirts and buttons. T-shirts and buttons. Fantastic. Now, to play host versus cast versus audience, we need an audience member, but they need to bring a prize for us to win as well. That is a lot of T-shirts. Wow. What did you guys bring this week? Uh, I see a plush baby Groot that is absolutely adorable. Uh, And I also see Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo. (laughs) Both of those are absolutely fantastic. Ophidian. Yeah, yes. Oh, wait a minute. What's that over there? That is a 
the Batman box? What is this? It's, it's oh, oh, it's a Vanguard deck. A deck of Vanguard cards. I know you're a big trading card guy. You can get the Vanguard. Yes, I, I also have been playing a lot of Netrunner recently. Oh, Netrunner. With, uh, that is a with really Billy good game. Kumahara from uh, uh, Chikara. He he plays. He's a tournament guy. He's he's uh, all the re- the champion of Netrunner ex- uh, resides in Philadelphia. Yes, uh, and he he rolls with that crew, and it's uh, been pretty <laughs> cool to play with some of those guys. <laughs> So the choice is yours on terms of prize. I, Would you like to play for uh, Batman Returns on uh, Super Nintendo, the Baby Group, or the Vanguard deck? Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Hmm. So I, uh, there's the, all three options. I mean, if if the Baby Group would be a great gift for the lovely lady that I live with at home, uh, Miss Kate Nix. Not a lot of people get presents for their moms. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I hope you feel that right in your heat-sensing pit organs. You really know your snake... <laughs> your snake uh, anatomy. Ophidian, for safety reasons, I'm not laughing at you. I thought of something else that was funny. <laughs> Uh, uh, killer Instinct. What would you like to play for? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Super Nintendo. I could just call it Killer Instinct. Because um, that's what it looks like from over here. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love it. I'd still own a Super Nintendo, so that'd be pretty cool as well. Um, and uh, that Vanguard deck. Yeah. It's pretty tempting as well. Yes. <laughs> Did somebody put, like, cool on him? <laughs> <laughs> Going to hibernation. What let's happened? go with the let's go with the plush doll. The plush Ooh, doll going yes. up here. Dark horse stick. Oh, the man with all the best gifts. Come on up here. Everybody I don't from. Uh, you don't get a there. chair. Just not set up. Or maybe Everybody you do. I'm Jakar sorry. Has the nicest swag that I have ever seen. Their swag is solid. You guys do such a good job. Oh yeah, there's a scroll in here too. I forgot. What? Oh, a scroll. What? It could be full of Egyptian secrets. Uh, it could be magic. Who knows? I hope it's magic. So wait, if if he doesn't win, do I get all my gifts back? Yeah, get your yes, stuff back. Yes, oh. you're defending your, your, your pile oh, of t-shirts. Yes. Uh, so introduce yourself. Uh, it's Ian again. Hey, Ian. Where do you find all your wonderful stuff? Um, I don't crazy. know. This one came in the mail. <laughs> all right, then. People just send uh, it to me so I can compete on the That's podcast. right. I so, think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I try to model the game at... For our guest, so we're going to play... Snake Anatomy, Snake Anatomy, Snake Anatomy. Name that snake. Ooh! I will give you the snake. You need to tell me what it's from. If you don't know, you can dare your opponent. And if they get it wrong, you'll get one point. But if they get it right, they'll be at two points. And then there's double daring. It'll be up to four points, separated, whatever. You guys know how this works. You don't, but I don't care. Points are confusing. (laughs) We learned that from Chikara. Ian, I got 16 questions here. Which one would you like? Uh, Five. Number five, uh, Pliskin. Uh, Escape from New York. That is correct. That's a point for Ian. Ophidian, which question would you like? Thirteen. Number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen is Snake Man. Uh, from Mega Man. I need you to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snake Man from Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man villain. <laughs> the Mega Man, Man villain. Snake Man. <laughs> Which Mega Man? Uh, the cartoon show and the I don't know. There's been like there's like forty seven Mega Man video games. Yeah, um, that's why it's a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I don't know if he appeared in the first Mega Man game, but I know he was definitely in one of the sequels, or maybe he wasn't the first one. All right. So I don't. I, I don't know the which first one. one or any of the. Other. <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one specifically. I know he's in the original Nintendo games. If I were you, I'd say a number. Yeah, that's a two. Game. Oh, three. Oh. <laughs> so close. So close. Uh, Will, I need a number. All right, number one. Number one is Liquid. Oh, is from Metal Gear Solid. That is correct. Metal That's Gear a Solid, point for Sons Will. of Liberty. Yeah, the, the, uh, I'm all, only giving you all one of point. them. You can shut up. Oh, so he gets to just be like all of the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games, <laughs> and me, I have to give you a specific game. That is correct. <laughs> Specious. You're right. losing them, Noah. <laughs> Ian, pick a number, please. Uh, seven. Lucky number seven is Jafar. <laughs> um, Aladdin. That is correct. You guys are hitting all the easy ones. Uh, Fidian? Fifteen. Number fifteen is Juju. Remember, <laughs> you don't no know. numbers. No, it's just making all the hard ones. <laughs> so we can get shirts. Remember, if you don't know, you can dare. Mm, Juju. Let's, uh, let's pass it. Right, Let's pass it to the left here. All right, okay. that's to that's you, me. William. Juju. I'm gonna pass it to Ian. Ian, I don't know this one. Either. I have no idea. Would you like to venture a guess? Not really. No, don't <laughs> feel like it. No. All right, that means it's two points for Ophidian and two points for Will for getting that wrong. Uh, Juju is from The Princess and the Frog. Mm. It's the antagonist. My wife's gonna kill me. Snake. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get murdered. Yeah. Uh, and it is Will's turn. Will, pick a number. Uh, do we do two? Uh, number two is Amadeus Poison Teeth. Amadeus Poison Teeth. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. I, I want to answer because I think I might know it. Yeah. And I'll be really happy, but I don't think it's right. Uh, Evan, uh, is that from Redwall? That is correct. That yeah! is the red wall. Another point for Will. We're going to do one more round uh, due to time constraints. So give me a number there, Ian. Uh, ten? Number ten. Number ten is Arbok. <laughs> you don't know this. I don't know this. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can guess or you can dare. Uh, I'm going to dare Will. That was an interesting choice since he's so far ahead. What are you t- right now, Will, you have four points. Ophidian has two points, and Ian has two points. I'm going to dare Ophidian. Interesting strategy. Arbok is my name backwards with a K. It's true. <laughs> is that your answer? <laughs> Do you think Noah just changed the first letter of your name and reversed it? <laughs> uh, of course it's... Pokemon, yes. I need you to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the Pokemon TV show, Pokemon First Generation, Red and Blue, or, or Pokemon the uh, the card game? Or what, which version of Pokemon would you like? It's in all of them. Uh, I got six more listed here. <laughs> <laughs> One that of the is. original members of Team Rocket. Don't forget <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Rangers. Uh, uh, Pokemon Yellow. Pokemon Snap. Game. He said the truth. Ophidian, pick a number, please. Uh, 16. Number 16 the finale, uh, yeah. is Petunia. Petun- uh, so Petunia's from Pete and Pete, yes. 
<laughs> no, 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 that's about it. It's not a snake. <laughs> it depends on. Was no, never mind. That's a gonna snake be, actor. I can't. I can't say that. that was being really sexist. And <laughs> I will not say that. So you can guess or you can dare. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna dare uh, Ian. Ian, <laughs> you have to look into your soul first. <laughs> Nope. Snakes don't sniff with their noses. <laughs> Taste the air with their tongue. Try again. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a tongue on that my is, face. That just rubs to be fair, them. that's yeah. right where a person's nose would be. Yeah. So you're right. All right. I'm sorry. Ian Petunia. It's actually really I, good now that you I have to dare out. Will. Will Petunia. Ah, I hate you. Um, mm, I don't know what your waves mean. Uh, Harry Potter's aunt. I don't know. No. <laughs> It's from a series of unfortunate events. Ah, the world's deadliest snake. Yes. I, I never you, read any of those. Yeah, I, I saw know. some of the movie. Uh, Will, I saw the whole movie. Last question. <laughs> All right. Pick a number. Uh, three. I don't know, number three. Number three is ka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ka. 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 You know, the noise snakes make. Ka. Yeah, well, then, I know. Don't tell me. <laughs> gonna pass to Ian. Ian. Ka. That, that didn't help. Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass to Ophidian. Ophidian. One of my favorite movies, The Jungle Book. That's yes. what I thought. <laughs> and with that's an extra four points for Ophidian, which means he takes a commanding lead, and Ophidian is our winner. <laughs> yeah, he's making it rain shirts. I <laughs> know. And groups. And to <laughs> erase the podcast. <laughs> Give it up for Ian for coming up here. Thank, Thank you. you. Affidian, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Mm-hmm. William's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend is right there. <laughs> uh, any upcoming shows you have? Upcoming well, me and Ophidian show. are in the works. But it'll be in Mexico. So. Uh, yes, um... This <laughs> coming... <laughs> July 11th, uh... If you happen to be in the Sellersville area, will be Excellence Pro. Um, July 25th, 26th is Jakar Pro in Rhode Island and uh, Connecticut or Massachusetts? Massachusetts, Rhode Island. And uh, uh, if you happen to be in the United Kingdom, listen to this. Rhode I'll have Island a- is its own state. <laughs> <laughs> Not a city in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Is there? I'm, no, I'm there's two cities, 25, okay, 26. Right, I mean, there's two shows. I don't want people to be confused. Okay. I hate you. I wouldn't have been funny! <laughs> so much. If you happen to live in the United Kingdom, I'll be on a tour of the United Kingdom for the entire month of August. I'll be in the Channel Islands. I'll be in London, in Manchester, in uh, a bunch of places over there from August 1st till September 1st. And the King of Trios after that, uh, September in Easton, Pennsylvania. Please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Ophidian Cobra, hashtag Mast in Public. Mast yes. in Public. Will, anything to add? Uh, you were about to say all the things I want to add. 
All right. Guaranteed. Yeah, that is true. Please give us five stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on podcastland.com. Make us the podcast of the month. Do it, guys. Really, seriously. We need that. It's going to be a new month soon. We can win this. Get on board. <laughs> Uh, next week, upcoming shows. Next week, uh, July 2nd, we are not here. We are going to be at Dexcon. Then July 9th is episode number 100 with TJ Del Reno. You need yeah. to be here for that one. It's going to be great. Uh, July 16th, we're going to have Chris Senta from Delinquent Comedy. Uh, on the 23rd, we might be canceled for Oticon. That's still in development. And then July 30th, we're going to have Storm Blooper, a nerd musician. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And as always... We would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. You'll always be daredevil to me. This has been the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much.